And good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening, Hampton Roads, Tidewater Region, Northern North Carolina. Internet listeners everywhere, good evening to you. Welcome to tonight's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're listening to us once again on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial here in Hampton Roads. You also find us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com on the internet. And as always, we're here to break down, discuss, and offer you insight into the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. And that's our mission, to help you restore, rebuild, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I completed the series on women and their issues. Uh, that lasted about 10 weeks or so, and it included about three weeks on a woman's sexuality and how exciting that was. I got to be honest with you, I was excited about it. It was good. It went by really fast. And, and again, just to be honest with you, I, I did learn some things myself. I was enlightened to some of the things about women and their issues. Even as I presented the topic to you, it was enlightening and inspirational to me. So I, I know I'd said some things also in that 10 week series that probably sounded sexist and probably sounded a little gender bias. Well, maybe a lot gender bias. I, I, and I know some of the things that I said sounded as if I failed to consider men in the equation at all. I may have you may have thought that I was leaning on women, but I was not. And like I told you during that series, I will get to the men. I will get to the men. And now that we have completed the series on women's issues, I'm ready to begin the series tonight on men and their issues. I'm ready to begin the series on men and their issues. And I want to begin dealing with men's issues by reiterating, first of all, going to set this up right, the foundation here. I'm going to tell you the same thing dealing with men that I said dealing with women. And that is, there is a distinct difference between men and women. The difference between the two sexes is way more than just philosophical. The difference is way more than a matter of tradition or the way you were brought up. The difference is way more than the way you were socialized. The difference between men and women is way more than just what we've been taught about the roles of men and the roles of women. Uh, it's more than that stuff we've been taught that, you know, this is what men do and this is what women do. This is how you do it if you're a man. This is how you do it if you're a woman. That's not what I'm I'm talking about the difference between men and women. It's biological, it's genetic, uh, uh, it's spiritual, it is real. Folks, it's in the genes. It is literally in the genes. So no matter how advanced science is, no matter how many babies we can grow in a Petri dish or a test tube, man will never be able to change that X and that Y chromosome combination. No one can change that but God, and he's already made up his mind that there will be a distinct difference between men and women. The difference between men and women exists at the subatomic level. I hope that sounds smart. It exists at the subatomic level. We have learned how to surgically rearrange a man and a woman's physical anatomy to make them appear to be the opposite sex. 
We've learned to administer hormone therapy to enhance feminine characteristics in men and to enhance masculine characteristics in women. We've learned how to make a man appear to be a woman. We've learned how to make a woman appear to be a man. We've learned a whole lot. We've come so far with science. Science is, uh, 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 I don't even know how to describe it. We can't do without science. I am not a science basher. We need science. We must have science. God gave us science. Medicine has come through science. But no matter which cell of the human body you place under a microscope, when you look at it, you're still going to find that every cell has 46 chromosomes. The XX chromosome combination means you're a woman. And the XY chromosome combination means you're a man. That's the way it is. That's the way it always has been. That's the way God created it. And that's the way it's always going to be. And I think God put that determining factor so deep down inside of us so that we can't get to it and tamper with it, trying to improve on what God has already perfected. God has determined that there will be men and there will be women. They will never be the same, no matter how hard you try. That's just the way it is. Uh, if you don't like it, you're going to have to suck it up and deal with it. But in all of your changing, you cannot change that. So as we go tonight into this series on men and their issues, I want to make that abundantly clear. As we begin the series, the multi-week series tonight on men and their issues, that's going to be the foundation here. Men and women are biologically, physiologically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually different. And because they are so different on so many levels in so many ways, you're going to have to deal with them differently. That's just the bottom line. You're going to have to deal with them differently. Now, when it comes to men's issues, I, I tend to hurry up and get to the man's childhood and talk about his upbringing. I, I want to hear him get to talking about the examples that he had growing up and how he was socialized. And when I say socialized, I've already used that term a couple of times. When I use the term socialized and socialization, I, I'm, I'm talking about how the little boy's environment and the people he grows up around, his primary caregivers, the, the, the dynamics that he grows up around, the circumstances of his environment, all of that in large part shapes who he is and shapes how he feels about the world, how he sees the world, how he feels about how he sees himself, how he thinks and how he conducts himself. He learns to feel and think and conduct himself in large part based on the dynamics of the environment that he has grown up in. And that's what I mean when I use the term socialization. And so when I'm talking about men's issues, I want to hurry up and get to the socialization part because that plays such a huge, a huge influential role in manhood development. Socialization is extremely important when talking about men because nearly every man has been socialized to believe myths and outright lies about being a man. 
There's just some things, man, I'm talking to you. Every man, I'm talking to you right now. You know good and well I'm talking to you. But we have believed some things. We have been fed some things that are not good for us. And we have been socialized to believe some myths. And some of the things we've come to believe that are real, that are true, that are important, they are, honestly, they're just outright lies when it comes to determining how to be a man. You know, it, it begins with uh, 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 this thing about making sure that boys wear blue and girls wear pink. We believe that you, you're you somehow less of a man or less of a male if you're a male who wears pink. Come on now, really? Let's get up off the lies. How defeated do some of us live because we live lives based on those lies? Our lives are based on those lies. Boys wear blue, girls wear pink. The blue room is the boys, the pink room is the girls, uh, so forth and so on. It continues from there through the teaching and the modeling that a boy receives beginning at infancy and lasting through childhood and on into adulthood. Let me say that again. Here's what I'm saying to you. Socialization begins at infancy. It lasts through childhood and it goes into adulthood. We're still being socialized even as we enter into adulthood. And oftentimes the teaching and the examples and the modeling that a young boy receives in childhood is so full of falsities and so full of errors and so full of untruths and so full of misinformation that by the time the boy grows into a man, it takes him the rest of his life as a man to correct the mis-socialization that he's received throughout his childhood. Yeah, and that's why we have men who are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, even 70 years old, still trying to get their manhood together. It's because of the misinformation, the untruths, the errors, the falsities that they've been fed, the mis-socialization, the inappropriate, the inaccurate socialization that has victimized them beginning in childhood, beginning in infancy, lasting through adulthood. And by the time they become men, their sense of man Manhood, their perception of manhood, their concept of manhood, it's always skewed to the left, it's skewed to the right, it's skewed up, it's skewed down, it's somewhat twisted because of socialization. And it takes some of us the rest of our lives, the rest of our manhood to get it corrected. Uh, uh, just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, check this one out. How many little boys have been taught that men don't cry? How many little boys, when they scrape their knee, when they bust their finger, when they hit their head, when they fall off the slide on the playground, whatever the case may be, how many little boys have been taught, how many little boys have had it drilled into them that men don't cry? And you know, for a long time now, for decades, that has bothered me because why in the world would a person stunt a little boy's emotional growth by teaching him what a man doesn't and does not do? I'm not saying you do not teach a little boy how to be a man. What I'm saying is you don't teach a little boy how to be a man by telling a little boy, this is what men do. 
You teach a little boy how to be a man by teaching him uh, 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 the lessons that he's going to need. You don't teach a little boy how to be a man by teaching him what men do, especially when the lessons you're teaching the little boy are not true. You teach a little boy to be a man by, number one, modeling appropriate behavior before him. Be the example that he needs, first of all, and then you teach him to monitor himself by instilling a sense of discipline in him. And then you teach him responsibility and you hold him accountable for inappropriate behavior. And an all too important facet of teaching a little boy to be a man is you have to know how to validate his emotions. Man, I believe I'm talking good right now. Uh, if I were in the pulpit, I would say, come on and shout hallelujah, somebody. I believe I'm talking real good right now. Let me, let me give you that strategy again. You teach a little boy to be a man by first, number one, modeling and being an example of appropriate behavior. Number two, teach him to monitor himself by instilling a sense of discipline in him. Number three, hold him accountable for inappropriate behavior. And number four, the all-important, validate his emotions. That doesn't mean be namby-pamby. That doesn't mean be all touchy-feely. That means if a three-year-old or four-year-old little boy falls down and scrapes their knee and sees blood, you don't shout and holler at them and beat them down, tell them, oh, get up, wipe it off. It ain't nothing. You don't do that. You may say something as simple as, hey, I bet that hurts, but it's going to be better. You give him permission to experience what he's experiencing for real. Don't be trying to act all macho, pretending that his feelings don't matter, and you're going to teach him what to feel. You may think you're teaching him what to feel, but you're jacking up his emotional growth. You're stunning his emotional growth. I hope you're hearing me on tonight. Hey, listen, I want to remind you that you are listening to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic in Hampton Roads. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. You can also find us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com on the internet. Tune in, listen to us. We're here every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. A short 30 minutes to help you with your family and your marriage relationships. Email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Look me up on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. Let me know if you're listening. Hey, if you have a question, if you have a point of view, even women, if you have a question about your husband, your boyfriend, whatever the case, your son, your brother, your father, send those questions to me so I can deal with them in this series on men and their issues. I need to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Encourage me by letting me hear from you. So again, I just want to say one more time because I think this is critical. I think this is critical. If you get this much right here, if you get this strategy right here, we may be able to cut this series short because this is so critical to a little boy's growth into manhood. When you want to teach your little boy to be a man, you verse number one, he needs a model and an example of appropriate behavior. You got to teach him to monitor himself, instill a sense of discipline in him. You got to hold him accountable for inappropriate behavior. 
teach him to be responsible and hold him accountable for inappropriate behavior. And you have to validate his emotions. Now, I want to reiterate something that I said a, a few moments ago also. Little boys will grow into men who suffer emotional and relational setbacks as a result of the falsities, the errors, the untruth, and the misinformation they received growing up. The improper modeling and improper examples they see helps to seal in these little boys' minds and their hearts inaccurate perspectives on life and relationships with women, with men, with friends, with family. Listen, so much is based on what they see growing up. They need the right models. They need appropriate examples because what they witness in their dads, their uncles, the men that they're around in the community, on television, wherever, it's sealing in their mind. It's sealing in their heart. Too much inaccurate stuff. And they're forming their perspectives and concepts of life and relationships based on this modeling. So during this series, during this series, we want to deal with men and their issues. We really want to deal with men and their issues. And I really hope I do receive some questions or some pointers or someone asks for some assistance in dealing with the men in their life. And, and Lord knows, I wish I could hear from some men saying, hey, I have a question myself. You can email it to me or call me up here at the station. So during this series uh, on men's issues, one thing that I really want to do, I won't expose many of those faulty beliefs that are actually lies. I won't expose many of the faulty beliefs that boys are taught and men believe. Believing and living these lies have resulted in men experiencing damaged and destroyed relationships with wives, children, family members, friends, co-workers, church members, you name it. Men who have based their lives on false beliefs they experience day in and day out damaged and destroyed and hostile relationships. Believing these lies has resulted in legal system entanglement. That means too many of us are ending up in jail because we're facing our lives on a lot. So we're in and out of the legal system, we're in and out of jail. And then we're entangled in that loop. We, we're losing jobs. We're not getting jobs. We're not holding jobs. We're wasting money. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And it's all because we're believing lies. We have false beliefs. We just have false beliefs. So in this series, I don't know how long it's going to take us. It's going to take us a few weeks. I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about and explore eight areas uh, and discuss over the course of the next few weeks uh, men's issues in these eight areas. Now, I may do two a night. I may do three a night. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do four a night and only take two weeks, but uh, it's going to be multiple weeks. And we may get bogged down on one, have to take two or three nights to deal with that one or deal with two of them. But uh, all in all, this series is going to consist of exploring and discussing eight areas in which a man needs to be aware of his belief system. He's got to get his belief system together. 
and it's just going to take multiple weeks. The, the women's series took multiple weeks, took about up to 10 weeks and just three weeks on the women's sexuality. And we didn't even scratch the surface there. So it's no surprise that dealing with men and their issues would take just as long and maybe some more. And I think I'm not going to say it's more important to deal with men and their issues, but in a sense, it, it might be slightly more important that we deal with men and their issues because of the critical role that men play in the world. And, and I'm already, I, you may interpret that to be uh, gender bias, whatever the case may be, but that's just the bottom line. That's the way it is. Men play a critical role in the world. And since so many of the world's decisions are made by men, and so much of the world is run by men, thank God women are coming on up, moving on up higher. But since the world is essentially run by men, then you ought to be on the bandwagon with me and help me get these men together. And the way we get them together is expose and deal with the false beliefs that men base their lives on. All right. So let, let me, I want to give you a rundown real quick. I want to give you a quick rundown of the eight areas we're going to be dealing with just to give you, a, a hopefully inspire you to come back and join us. Uh, I'm going to be dealing with the lies that men believe about God. You know, God is not some great judge who who's waiting for you in the divine cosmos somewhere to curse you if you do wrong and bless you if you do right. God is not the man upstairs. God is not, he, God is just not who we have deemed him to be. And man, and, and I have to begin right here, because if your life is going to come together and achieve and, and realize the purpose that you were put on this earth for, it's going to have to begin with you getting your relationship with God right. You've got to get that relationship with God in order. And you need to know God according to who God says he is in the Bible. Your mother and your grandmother may have taught you well, but you need to know God according to how he describes himself and talks about himself in the Bible. So we're going to deal with the lies men believe about God, the false beliefs men have established about God. We're going to deal with the false beliefs and the lies men have about sin. Yes, there is still such a thing as sin. And many of us could do a lot better in life if we could call our issues what they really truly are. The anger issue you are hurting, but it's really truly sin. If we call it sin, then we know better how to deal with it. So we're going to deal with the false beliefs you have about sin. There is such thing as sin, S-I-N. In that condition of the heart that keeps a block between you and God. Man, you can't get yourself together because you have sin in your life. We've got to deal with that. We've got to get that straightened out. And then the third area we're going to deal with, we're going to deal with the false beliefs men have about themselves. Ooh, now, quite honestly, this really might take two or three weeks right here. We have to deal with the beliefs that men have about themselves. Self-esteem plays such a critical role in personal growth, and nowhere is it more important than in the life, the mind, the heart of a man. And men suffer when self-esteem is either too high or too low. 
when men believe lies about themselves, it impacts how they view responsibility for themselves. When men base their life on a lie, when men base their life on a false belief, that's going to impact how they view responsibility for their own actions. Who are you responsible for? What are you responsible for? We've got to look at, we've got to look at how the man sees himself in this world. What does he really have power over? How much is really within him? How much of his help is really within him and not external to him? We're going to have to look in and, and, and deal with uh, the, 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 the beliefs that men have about themselves. And then we're going to have to deal with, we definitely want to deal with the false beliefs that men have about sexuality. You know, we took a deep dive into this area in the women's series, and it deserves an equally deep dive now that we're in the men's series. So many men are into porn, sitting up in church, into porn, on the deacon's bench, into porn, in the pulpit, into porn, in the choir stand, into porn, uh, going home and into porn, sneaking. You'd be surprised at the number of wives who have caught their husbands looking at porn on the Internet late in the midnight hours. So many men are into porn, whether it's on TV or on the Internet. Too many men associate sex with power. And this is so definitely destructive. And that porn and, and their views on sexuality is all about power. It's more about power than anything. And to associate sex with power is to engage in self-destructive behavior. Oh, we're going to explore men's false beliefs about their sexuality. And then we're going to delve into men's beliefs about marriage and family. Wow. After all, this is what this broadcast is all about. Marriage and family clinic. It's all about relationships and marriages and families. And these lives involve men's beliefs about their roles in marriage and the relationship with their children. Uh, uh, marriage and family lies include the lie that I don't need to tell you I love you. I put food on the table, don't I? How many of you heard that lie before? Or, or I'm a man. I don't need to show all those emotions. Uh, man, I'm telling you something. If you are married, if you're in a family you need to get used to experiencing emotions. And you need not be so emotionally constipated that your wife and your children are not sure and don't have the assurance and security that you truly love them in ways other than putting food on the table. That's so elementary. That's so elementary. You're missing so much of your wife's and your child's life if you believe that's the sum total of love. This may take us some time, but we're definitely going to have to deal with it. I want to deal with the lies men believe and, and the false hopes and the false beliefs that men have about money. When I speak about money, I'm talking about work, employment, accumulating wealth, losing wealth, giving, giving. A man ought to know how to give, saving and investing. And there's other facets of handling money also. How to use credit. Man, we're going to talk about your emotional connection to your finances, your money, so forth and so on. We're just going to have to look at all of that. We're going to look at all of it. And then we're going to look at men's belief about their circumstances. What do you mean belief about their circumstances? This may actually be a combination of some things that we've heard already. 
Men, many men blame others when things don't go their way in life. Or they believe they're destined for doom. They believe they live under a black cloud of bad luck, like bad luck schlep rock on Charlie Brown. Everywhere I go, this black cloud is hanging over me. We're going to deal with men and how and the things they believe about their circumstances. We're going to look at it. What do you have control over? We're going to look, we, I tell you what, we're going to delve into that belief. The man out to get me. The man won't let me. Hopefully by the time we're done with this series on men's issues, we can define the man. All right. And the last area we're going to look at, the last of the eight areas we're going to look at, we're going to deal with uh, the lies men believe about the world. The world. What is your world view? How do you see the world? This area, again, also may involve other lies that we've already mentioned. You know, it's a lie to believe that the world is against you. How can the whole world be against you? The world doesn't even know you. There's six billion people in the world. Not even one billion know you. Not even one million people know you. How can the world be against you? But if you found your life on that lie, you are sure to meet defeat in your life. It's a lie to believe that the world is against you. It's a lie to believe that no matter how hard you work, you just cannot get ahead. It's a lie to believe that the man controls everything. So what I'm saying to you, we're going to look at the eight areas about the issues that men deal with. And the th theory here is that some men are not experiencing the life that God appointed to them, the life that they desire and dream to have because of the false beliefs that they have based their lives on. And after exposing all these lives, you're going to need some building up. So we'll conclude this series on men's issues by sharing truths that counter and defeat the lies that you base your life on. All right, listen, I'm out of time tonight. Wish I could go on. We're going to be here for the next few weeks dealing with the issues men deal with. But thank you for tuning in tonight to this episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You'll find us here every week at WGPL uh, 1350 on your AM dial here in Hampton Roads. You can also tune in at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com on the internet. Inbox me, Bishop Carl Hodges on Facebook. Email me, cdhodges at hotmail.com. You'll find me there. Let me know if you're listening. Let me know if you have questions or things that you would like for us to deal with. Hey, I'm out of time and I got to get out of here. But remember, you can't have peace unless you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.